Well, thank you guys so much for joining us on another episode of the Gregorich Ministries podcast. So excited to have Brad Spangler back with us. Man, the last time uh, that you were able to join us, it was such an awesome time. And I was just thinking it, we, we had to have you back on as soon as possible. Hey, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me back. Yeah. And, you know, for those that weren't able to watch the previous podcast, Brad and his wife, Anna, along with his two children, are missionaries in Norway and they're helping out with Ram in Norway and they're doing an amazing job there. And so we just wanted to give you guys information. If you would like to partner with them, if you'd like to get involved with what they're doing there, you can do so. We actually found the best way to do it is if you just go to Google and you type in Rama Spangler Ministries. Um, and you'll be able to uh, find their information and also donate and get involved. They're doing some awesome things. You know, uh, Brad, I was just talking to him, complaining a little bit about the weather that we were experiencing. Uh, we were on a call this last week, and he showed me outside. It was snowing and extremely cold. So, man, these guys need some support and some help. So, I just encourage you <laughs> get involved with them. They, they're awesome. They're great teachers. Uh, personally known them for several years and, you know, they're, they're great ground to get involved with. So I uh, just encourage you again, just Google uh, Rama Spangler Ministries. Also, Brad, you are doing stuff on social media and what's your, what's your page? What can people search to find you? So the easiest way is my personal page, Brad Spangler. You can look me up. Um, I'll typically uh, post different things about what we're doing here, ministry-wise in Norway. Uh, we have a monthly newsletter. I'll, I'll post links, um, usually at least once a month, to the newsletter, so you sub can subscribe to that and get uh, updates directly to your inbox if you want. Yeah, and I actually subscribe to you guys, and I love getting that every month. And it just the stuff that you guys put in there is so encouraging, and it's just awesome to see the updates that you guys are doing. So we encourage you. Again, go find Brad Spangler on Facebook and then sign up for their emails so that you can get notified of everything that they're continuing to do. But Brad, you know, I, we had uh, some great conversations and, you know, what I was looking at, some of the things you had sent me that we were going to talk about was, you know, the first thing was, how can I know God's will for my life? And I think that's a huge question for a lot of people. And for us, you know, at, at one point of our life, it's like, God, what did you make me for? And so I just kind of wanted to give you the platform to kind of intro into, into that question. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a huge subject for, for any Christian. Um, you know, there's so much noise and confusion out in the world right now. And, you know, Josh, you and I, we don't claim to be experts. Like we have everything figured out, yeah. but we have learned through uh, principles and scripture, through, through personal experiences, um, generally how God can, can lead us as a Christian, how we can better follow Jesus in our walk. And that was really on my heart to, to talk with uh, your audience about and just encourage people that God does have a plan for your life. Um, you know, it's been said that the two, most important days in someone's life is the day you were born and then the day you find out why. And so that's what we kind of want to dive into tonight is just that God has a plan for your life. Um, you're here for a purpose and you can actually know what his plan is for you. And I think that's a huge question that everybody has. It's like, okay, God, I'm here right now, but why am I here? 
what is your purpose for me specifically? I know you have a plan for the whole world, for the body of Christ, but for me specifically, you know, and, and so I wanted to ask you, Brad, kind of how you got started into learning about what God's specific plan was for you. Yeah. You know, one, one of my favorite scriptures in the New Testament is Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. In the, the uh, New Living Translation, it says, For we are God's masterpiece created anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things that God planned for us long ago. And so uh, when I was at Rama uh, Bible College in the U.S., one of the, one of the uh, most pivotal things that I learned when it comes to my relationship with God is that I can actually use my faith in my relationship with God, actually believing that he does have a plan for my life and as Romans uh, chapter 8, verse 14 says that uh, those who are led by the Spirit of God are sons and daughters of God. So we can actually believe and place our faith in the fact that God does want to lead us as his children. Yeah. And I think when people hear that God has a plan for their life, sometimes that can be very liberating to know that there is purpose for your life. But on the other hand, some people might um, hear that and, and almost be paralyzed because they, they don't want to make a mistake. It's yeah. almost like they feel like they're walking on a tightrope. And if they, if they make one mistake or one misstep, they're, they're going to fall and not be able to get back up. But, but I think that there's more grace and there's more mercy for us when we, when we fall down, when we, um, maybe have a misstep, the Holy Spirit wants to lead us back to the right path. And so I think that's very important that there is grace and mercy for us as we are endeavoring to, to follow Jesus. Yeah, and that's something, you know, I, we had talked about and you had mentioned was that the, the will of God is not like walking a tightrope that as if every step you take has to be exactly perfect and precise. When you're walking that tightrope, if you make one little misstep, it's mm -hmm. over, you know? And yeah. so, but you know, something you had mentioned was that it's a path and mm -hmm. that it's a, it's a course. And so I wanted to kind of have you expound on that as well. Yeah. Well, Josh, do you remember when, uh, we were in, in Bible school, um, you know, the first year you're doing these general courses and everybody has the same classes and then yeah. you get into thinking about your second year and that's where you can kind of decide a little bit more of what what classes you want to take and they divided it up into like pastors evangelists world missions biblical studies and I remember just putting so much pressure on myself thinking that hey if <laughs> what am I supposed to do my second year is it evangelism yeah. world missions pastors and again like I think that sometimes we can put so much pressure as if we take this one misstep that we've just, we've just failed. Um, yeah. Come to find out in second year, I chose pastors and most of my classes, except for a few, most of my classes were the exact same as everyone else's classes. There was only a couple of classes that were different. Yeah. And so it's important that we recognize there's some things that I think we have a lot of um, leeway in if that makes sense. It's like we have, we, we have some boundaries we need to stay within, but it, again, it's not this super narrow 
uh, tightrope that we're walking. But that being said, um, you know, I'm called to be a missionary and my current assignment is in the Nordic nations. And so I don't get to decide in the kingdom of God where my assignment is. Like, you know, I can't just choose one day, oh, I want to go to China just because I want to go to China and be a missionary in China. That's not how, that's not how it works in the kingdom. God has specifically called me for this, uh, for this time, for this season to the north. Maybe have dreams or visions and God shows them, hey, I want you to go plant a church in this town uh, at this time. So it can be very specific, but, but it's more of a journey that yeah. we're walking by faith, not by sight. Um, and it's more of a journey. It's a, it's a long-term, a lifetime thing that we're following Jesus and we're following his, his, uh, his will for our life. Yeah, and I think that a lot of times we want to get super specific with what God wants us to do. And we want to know all the intricate details. And that's not always how God works. He's not always going to give us, you know, 10 steps down the road, even though personally, I would prefer that. But, you know, if I did that, then we would try to skip some steps that we needed to be able to achieve those things that were coming up. And so, you know, someone that kind of has a question, you know, what's God's will for my life? What would your kind of recommendation or your encouragement be to people that are starting out? Like, where do I start? If I want to know God's will for my life, how do I even begin to figure out what that is? Yeah, that's a that's a good question. Um, I, I try and make a distinction that God has a, a, a general will for all believers. And we yeah. can find that in the Bible. Because God's word is his will for yours and my life. Then there is the specific things that God wants you to do. Like for me to be a missionary in Norway, that's more specific. I can't read that in the Bible, but a good starting place, a good starting place for believers, for Christians, is to get familiar with what the Bible says. You know, there's certain things that I know I don't have to pray about, but, but God wants me to do. Like, love my wife as Christ loves the church. I don't have to pray about that. That's something I can find very specific in the Bible. Uh, Paying my taxes. Don't have to pray about that. That's very specific. Uh, Praying for those who persecute me. As a Christian, that's something we're commanded to do. We don't have to pray about it. We don't have to wonder about it. So God's very specific in some general things. So I would say, Start with the Bible. Start getting familiar with the Bible. In Romans chapter 12, uh, verse 2, I believe it's verse 2, it says, uh, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you can actually prove and test what God's perfect, uh, acceptable, and and good will is for your life. So the more that we get familiar with Scripture, we can be able, it helps us discern better where God wants to lead us. Yeah. And I think even going back to, you know, if you don't feel like, you know, what God's next step is, go back to the things that you do know. And that's the word of God. Those are things you that are never going to change based on your circumstances. And I always go back to when, you know, Jesus's commandments, when he said, love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And then he said, and to love your neighbor, as yourself. And so if you ever feel like you're in this situation where I don't know what to do next, 
make sure that you're you're doing those things that you know to do that are God's will and that you don't have to question. And, you know, one of the great ways that, you know, it says that we love him because he first loved us. And yeah. so a lot of times in order for us to love God fully, we have to understand his love for us. And so sometimes, it, you know, to know God's specific will for your life, you have to go back to his general will, which mm -hmm. is that God's general will was for you to be saved and to be in his family and to be loved by him and to have communion with him. Um, not with just the whole church body as a whole, but with you specifically. God wants to have communion and fellowship with you. And so what that does is that, that actually takes a little bit of discipline by us to, to take time to get into the word of God for ourselves, not just to have someone else download or, or tell us what God's saying to us, but for us to truly see the word of God, for how it was designed to be spoken to us specifically. And, you know, like you said, you know, we don't have to pray about um, if we got to pay our taxes or if we have to love our, our wife. That's already been spoken to us by mm -hmm. God's word. And so what we can see in the word of God is his will for everyone and his will for you and I. And then once it gets into the specific movements, that's where, you know, we grow in our relationship and we actually have to start being led by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And so, Brad, I wanted you to share a little bit, you know, even even possibly some of your testimony about how, you know, once you you learn the will of God for your life and you're walking in that um, the general will, how you were led by the Holy Ghost to take specific steps towards what he had for you specifically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So to, to go back in my story, and I'm not sure how much of this I covered in the last episode, <clears throat> but when I was a teenager, I got heavily involved in drugs and alcohol, and really that was an escape from reality for me. Yeah. I didn't have much hope or ambition at that point. Never. Um, didn't go to, to college after high school, started working, uh, working construction, hated it. Wasn't my, wasn't my cup of tea. Yeah. Um, so at, at, when I actually gave my life to Jesus and started following him, uh, I started to get more familiar with, with the Bible and I started to spend more time in prayer. And as I was learning his general will for, for my life <clears throat> during those times of prayer and, and as you were saying, communion with God, um, there were certain scriptures from the Bible that began to stand out to me. Uh, for instance, um, in Jeremiah, when, when God calls Jeremiah to be a prophet and says, I'm going to send you to the nations, scriptures like that began to really pop out and stand out to me. Uh, before that point, I never had any desire to leave my hometown. Yeah. I never thought that that was possible for someone like me. But as I began to familiarize myself with scripture, and like I said, spend time with God, those scriptures began to stand out. Now, again, uh, Norway at that point wasn't on my heart. But what, what began to, to happen is God's desires started becoming my desires. And okay. in Psalm 37, uh, Psalm 37, verse 4, it says, delight your, 3 and 4, it says, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. And that's what began happening is he started birthing this plan that he had for my life in my heart. And as I began to trust those 
desires and, and allow those desires to lead me. That's what eventually led me to Rama Bible College and, and eventually met my, my wife there and brought us to Norway. But I think that we can overlook the supernatural looking for things that are spectacular. Uh, I remember when I was a new, new believer, I'd hear stories of people who would have visions or dreams and God would speak to them specifically about different things concerning their life. And I, I really, for a long time, sought those kind of visions and dreams. That's how I yeah. thought God needed to speak to me. Uh, overlooking the fact that, that the Holy Spirit was actually working within me, trying to lead me down that preordained path that he had for my life. So again, as we familiarize ourselves with scripture and renew our mind, it becomes easier to discern his more specific uh, will for, for our life. And I think too, even as you are renewing your mind, there's something supernatural that happens that your desires also get renewed. And things that you didn't necessarily feel like you wanted to do at one point have now have uh, there's a passion burning within you to fulfill those things. And, you know, it brought me back to when we were in Zambia and we were at Victoria Falls. I remember looking at those falls and I felt like God was saying to me, I just made a dream you didn't even know you had come true. And mm. so I was sitting there looking at this, this amazing, you know, natural almost miracle. And I never knew that I actually wanted to see it. But when I was there, it was as if he was saying, you know, I actually knew you had this desire before you knew it. And I made it become a reality in your life. And so that to me was something that that's awesome that as you're following God, things you didn't even know that you necessarily dreamed about or had a desire to see God will fulfill in your life. And so, you know, as we're spending time in the word of God, we're renewing our mind, but we're also renewing the, the desires that we thought we once had or, or maybe never thought we would have. They're being renewed to the heart of God for us and our specific plan. And, yeah. you know, um, something that I, I love that, you know, I think you, you had mentioned was that you were always kind of talking about or, or wanting like a dream or, or some type of maybe even a word or a prophecy for you. And I remember growing up in church all the time, and maybe there'd be a minister that was prophesying to the whole congregation. And I remember like being in the, in the service being like, Hey, pick me, like, choose me. I want to be like prophesy, give me something. And, you know, uh, God actually spoke to me one time because I had this desire to, to really be almost led by other people's words. And he said, you know, when I prophesy something to you, it's almost like I have to shout to you. And it's almost like he's got to grab my attention. But whenever we're, we're in the word of God and we're being led by the Holy Spirit, it's almost like we're being led by his whisper. I don't want God to have to shout at me to get my attention. I want, him, I want to be able to be led by his whisper. I want to hear that still small voice on the inside of my spirit and kind of, you know, respond to that. But I remember it so vividly, as you said, that being in service and just so badly wanting someone to speak something into my life that would give me maybe an inspiration or, or some type of guidance, not knowing all along that the one that would even give them guidance was living on the inside of me. And so I think that's something that we have to be yeah. careful of as, um, as a church is just looking to other people to give us guidance when even, you know, I, I believe prophecy in and of itself is great, 
but it should confirm something within all of us that God has already birthed within our heart and kind of wanted to get your thoughts on that as well. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's a great point. Before we move further on that, I want want to touch on that, but let me just go back to something real quick too, because I I was reminded of it when you were talking as believers. um, Again, we can, have those desires to, to see, you know, to have a word beside over us or someone give us a word of knowledge or whatever it is. But this right here, the Bible is a more yeah. sure word. Yeah. Right. And so, so it's so important that we, that we get familiar with what this word says for our own life, because again, God's desires, even his specific will will begin to come alive on the inside of us. And I think it's actually amazing when you read the, the gospel of Luke, uh, actually, let me read this here for you. Luke chapter yeah. one, verses one through three, it says, many have uh, taken in hand to set in order a narrative of those things which have been fulfilled among us. Just as, as those who from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word delivered uh, them to us. It seemed good to me also, having had perfect understanding of all things, from the very first to write to you an orderly account, most excellent Theophilus. Now think about that. We didn't just read that Luke had some crazy dream or, or an angel appeared to him and told him to write, to write this letter to Theophilus, which is now canonized scripture. Yeah. He said, after being an eyewitness to these things, it seemed good to me to write this letter to you. When you look up the the root words here, it's basically him saying, look, based on the facts that I have, it seems right to me. This, this This seems good on the inside that I write this to you. And I think as believers, we can't bypass that because that that's a very supernatural leading that we can have. If, again, we've been spending time with God, renewing our mind on the wires that we have in our heart, um, those things that seem good, we need to listen to that. Yeah. It can be very, a very powerful way that God leads us. I remember you saying in our last episode that, one reason why you initially didn't want to go to Bible school is because you thought God was going to send you somewhere in Asia, yeah. uh, you know, and you, th- that frightened you. But I, I can tell you this, if that was part of God's specific will, he would have started working on your heart to get you to a point to when, where when you thought of going to Asia, it would seem good. It would seem yeah. right. That's not saying that you might not have a struggle up here at times, but in your heart, in your spirit, it seems good. Yeah. And so that's, that's one of the strongest ways that God can lead us through our day-to-day uh, activities and, and things that we're, we're doing. You know, when I moved here to Norway, it was amazing how many uh, words of knowledge and prophecies I got from people, some that seemed good to me were, were more of a confirmation, like you said, of things that were already on my heart, but other things that were way, as we say in America, way out from left field, things that I had yeah. never thought about before. And the Bible does say, don't despise prophecy or don't think little of prophecy, but we have to judge it. And I've seen before where people get a prophecy, maybe from a prominent 
minister or just another believer. And based on that one prophecy, they make major life decisions. And then when you go yeah. fast forward some time and look at the fruit of those decisions, it, it seems like, okay, their life, or maybe they missed it somewhere. And so it's just really important that we, that we look at prophecy through the lens of the New Testament. Because in the yeah. Old Testament, there were only certain people who were anointed by the Spirit of God. You had the prophet, the king, and the priest. And so um, your average person had to go to the man or, you know, the man of God. Um, and they had to seek what God's will was for their life. But as believers, we all have the indwelling Holy Spirit living on the inside of us. So he is the one that's going to lead us. And now prophecy is going to exhort and encourage and comfort. And it should, it should confirm what God's already been speaking to you about. Yeah, and I think even too with uh, prophecy sometimes, you know, for myself, for example, you know, whenever I was wanting someone else to prophesy to me, I was almost saying, you know, I trust in your relationship with God more than I trust in my relationship with God. And now, you know, in, in a sense of saying, you know, I believe you can hear from God better than me. And mm -hmm. now, again, like we were talking about, prophecy is good and it's, and it's biblical and it's scriptural and it's, it's a gift for the body of Christ. And it should be something that, um, you know, is applied to people. But we shouldn't, I believe, as a Christian, be looking for someone else to prophesy something over us. If God seems, you know, if the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. leads someone to confirm something, that's amazing. And that's a gift from him to you. But I would just encourage people, don't be looking for someone else to prophesy to you when you have the ability to hear directly from God yourself. And, you know, like you said, in the Old Testament, we had to go to a priest. We had to go to a prophet. We had to go to a king. We had to go to somebody else to hear from God. But now in the New Testament, because of what Jesus did, we have been given the Holy Spirit. And now that Holy Spirit that can speak to any one of us can speak to, to you and I individually. And so I, I just encourage people, trust in your relationship with God. Trust that not only God, uh, you know, will speak to you, but that he wants to speak to you. Yeah. And I think that's a big hurdle um, that people, you know, even myself included, is that, you know, going over this hurdle that, you know, God actually wants me to know his will for my life. He's not withholding it from me. He's not holding it back. He wants me to know his specific purpose and the next steps that he wants me to take. And so sometimes if, if you can just apply your faith to that, you know, God loves me, he cares about me, and he wants me to fulfill his plan. So I believe that he's going to lead me and guide me into every step that I need to take. Yeah. And, you know, uh, you know I, I believe in you had uh, 1 First John, First John 2.20, if you wanted to go over that. I love that scripture, and I believe it, it's so essential to our life as a Christian. Yeah. Anytime I uh, talk about that scripture, it just brings me back to our Zambia trip because I think that's the one scripture uh, that kept coming up on that trip. But first John 20 says, we have an unction or an anointing from the Holy One and we know all things. Yeah. And that's very powerful as believers. That doesn't mean that we know everything in our natural mind. 
but we do have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us who does know all things. And so what I started doing is when I went to, to pray, especially concerning God's will for my life, if I was looking for direction, I would just actually take the perspective that, you know, God, thank you that you've given me an unction, you've given me the Holy Spirit, and therefore I know all things. Um, yes. It's an abundance mentality. And I would just be able to worship God knowing that I already had the answer within me, that at the right time, he would give me revelation of the next step of what I needed to do. Because when we're worried and we're, we're confused, it's really hard to hear the voice of God. We start to uh, second guess, oh, is this God? Is it me? Again, I remember uh, before I went to Rama, before I knew I could actually use my faith in my relationship with God, that yes, I was hearing from him, that he speaks to me because I am his, his son. Um, I had a journal full of different things I wrote about uh, just concerning the future for my life, about me going to different nations. And I actually thought, no, this is just me. This is just, this is just um, you know, I'm making these things up. Or I just read this in the Bible, and, and now, you know, this is just my interpretation of it. But come to find out, those things have actually come to pass in my life. I've actually lived those things out. So we can rest in the fact that we, we know that we have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. Like you said, he wants to speak to us. We do hear his voice. It's that, yeah. that still small voice, that inward witness on the inside. Um, and that's going to be the main way that he leads us in life, but just coming to our prayer closet, knowing that I already have the answer. I'm not looking for the answer. I have it on the inside of me because the Holy Spirit's in me. And at the right time, he's going to reveal it to my natural mind. Yeah. And for those that um, maybe don't know, or didn't watch the last podcast we did with Jenny, we were talking about meditation and what Brad was doing right there was really meditating that scripture, 1 John 2.20. And it's where you take the, it says, but you have an anointing from the Holy One and you know all things. And what happens when you meditate that scripture is you take it and you personalize it and you possess it for yourself. You own it and you say, this is for me. So you say, I have an anointing from the Holy One and I know all things. And whenever you own that, there becomes a grace and an anointing on your life for you, for you to actually start beginning to experience that reality. And so as you're saying that, you're not confessing it to make it so. You're confessing it and you're speaking it because it's already true for you. And yeah. so, you know, I just, you know, encourage you maybe re rewind 20 or 30 seconds and listen to how Brad kind of meditated that because as he was meditating that it, it actually brought enlightenment and, and brought him, a, you know, a vision of what God had for him in the future. And so it's important that as we see these things in the word of God, that we don't just um, become numb to them. We don't just allow them to kind of wash off our back and, and we move past them, but we actually take time to look at it and say, wait, I have an anointing from God, the creator of all the universe, the one that made heaven and earth and everything in it. I have an anointing. I have an unction. I have a, a word from him for my life. And I know all yeah. things. That means I know what to do. I know the next step to take. I know what his purpose for my life is. And I think even as you're meditating, sometimes your mind will, will say, well, I don't know that. I don't know this. And you have to go back to the reality of the word of God that what he says is true, whether I believe it or not. 
But when I believe it and I accept it, it becomes a reality for me. And so to be able to look at that and say, I know all things. I know the next step to take. I know what God's purpose for my life is. I know what he wants me to do one day from now. I know what he wants me to do today. I know what he wants me to do tomorrow and in the year. And when you, you own that and you possess it, you're going to start experiencing the reality of his promise to you. Yeah. 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 And, and if Josh, if we have time, if I could add this in as well, um, I think it's important as well to surround yourself with good people that you trust yeah. Um, just because I've, I've seen times where uh, people were so sure that, hey, this is God. God told me to do this. I actually now, um, I, don't, I don't say that lightly. Most of the time I'll say, hey, this seems right or this seems good. This is, this is kind of what I believe God is wanting, you know, wanting me to do. But I have certain people in my life that... I'll talk to, especially about important decisions. Um, Before we moved to Norway, we talked to certain ministers, people who were on the mission field who had been married for a long time, and we asked them for advice. Um, We had planned on getting married and going straight to Norway, but they encouraged us to wait one year and just focus on, on the marriage before going to the mission field. And that's what we did. One year to the day, uh, we landed in Norway. And so, yes, we do know all things and we can have a sense of direction that, hey, I feel like this is what God wants me to do. But for very important decisions, you know, I have a, I have a built-in safety with my wife. <laughs> like I said in the yeah. last episode that I was on, she keeps me in line. And so I won't make any kind of major decision at all without talking to her first and making sure that we're in agreement that, hey, we both believe that God is leading us this direction. And in certain decisions, we'll talk to other people in our life and get good counsel as well. So that's just a word of uh, wisdom for people that, yes, we do have that personal relationship with God and we can hear his voice, but it's still good to have people you can bounce ideas off of. Absolutely. And it's great to surround yourself with people that, you know, you know, listen to God and spend time with him. And even in prayer, aren't just telling him his wants, their wants and desires, but they're allowing him to speak. And so when we surround ourselves with those people, that's wise counsel. And that wise counsel is going to, and a lot of times, again, what they're going to do is confirm things or, or maybe encourage you in things that maybe, you know, you should do, but you didn't necessarily want to do. And, you know, even myself in prayer, Brad, maybe you, you can kind of relate, but there's times where I was praying to God, you know, God, what do you want me to do next? What's your next step? And I kind of would just, he wouldn't, I wouldn't hear an audible voice, but I would have this knowing that this is what I was supposed to do, but I didn't necessarily want to do it. And so you almost put yourself in what I call like a willful confusion where you're you're saying i don't know what to do next god i I, show me what to do next i'm not sure and you 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 really know what to do but it's not what you planned on doing and so a lot of times we have to when we we go to god we have to submit our will to him and that's a, a big part and that may be something we can talk about in the future too is about consecration and really laying our will down to God and what we want for his will for our lives. And, you know, I just want to encourage people to, 
you know, maybe you don't feel like you have someone that that's wise counsel around you. We want to encourage you that you still have the ability to hear from the Holy Spirit. And, you know, uh, there was times that you, you just got to prophesy over yourself. And, you know, Brad, you had uh, sent me the scripture, first Corinthians 14, three, which you had, you had kind of talked about, but it says, but he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. And that brought me to Ephesians 4, 29, that says, let no corrupt speech proceed from your mouth, but only that which is encouragement and exhortation that it may give grace to the hearer. And so, you know, it says that as you speak um, exhortation and encouragement, you are actually giving grace to the person that is hearing. And, you know, we know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, but that doesn't mean it has to come from somebody else. You can actually speak grace, exhortation, encouragement over your own life. And as long as you can hear your own voice, you have the ability to impart grace unto your life as long as you're praying and speaking according to the will of God. And so I just encourage you, you know, speak truth over yourself, encourage yourself. Don't allow yourself to get depressed. Mm -hmm. I know there, there's a lot of challenging circumstances in the world right now, but you have the ability to rise above it and start prophesying over your life and speaking encouragement to yourself. And that can simply just mean by the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. I'm never going to be a sick, sick a day in my life. I'm going to be prosperous. I'm going to fulfill the will of God for my life. I'm going to reach the nations. I'm going to reach every, I'm going to fulfill everything God has for me. I'm going to lay hands on the sick and the sick are going to be made well. I'm going to preach the gospel and the good news is going to lead people to repentance. What you're doing is you're just giving yourself as you're speaking the truth, you're actually giving yourself grace to fulfill what you're speaking. And so guys, we just want to encourage you you know, uh, no matter what you're going through, you have the ability to speak and, and release grace into your life. But Brad, I wanted to, we, we have a couple of minutes here. I just wanted to give you the uh, final opportunity to kind of give a charge or encouragement or, or any kind of word that you had uh, for people just to kind of finish things off. you man I'm, I'm just feeling charged up now uh you were prophesying <laughs> over both of us so thank you it brings me back to times when we we're uh in bible school together but no i just want to encourage people that god does have a purpose and a plan for your life um again it's not a tightrope but it's a path it's a journey you're going to make mistakes we're all going to make mistakes, but there's so much grace and there's so much mercy yeah. and the Holy Spirit in you is always going to try and lead you back to the right path. Uh, but the, the consecration that, that Josh was talking about is so important that we just come back and say, hey, God, your will be done in my life and not my own. And if you're in a spot where you're feeling confused, I just encourage you, pick up the Bible. Just yeah start reading it. Like Josh said, uh, meditate, learn how to meditate on the scriptures. Um, that, that's one of the things I learned at Rama that ch completely changed my life is, yeah. is the power of our words, the powder, uh, power of, uh, meditation, um, and just renewing your mind. It, it brings clarity when you're feeling confused. It can bring joy when you're feeling sad, things can change yeah. in just a moment. And then when yeah. it comes to God's specific will, um, I just, I just tell people, continue to seek God and spend time with him, and he will reveal the right steps at the right time. Um, yeah. He wants you to know 
his plan for your life. And he's not trying to make it difficult for you. We just sometimes have to take our hands off the wheel and kind of submit and let him, let him steer us. Um, and then, like Josh said, if you don't have people around you who um, can be that wise counsel, uh, I encourage you just uh, maybe you're not a part of a local church. Maybe, maybe you need yeah. to join a local church or even start a Bible study in your own house. Um, the best thing about being a part of, of, of a church is the aspect of community. I mean, I couldn't imagine being here as a missionary in Norway without our local church, without our church community. And it's just so life-giving to sit down over coffee and get food and talk about the scriptures and, and bounce ideas off people. Um, I think I've learned the most doing things like that, yeah. even more so than just listening to a sermon. So just yeah. be encouraged that you can hear the voice of God, uh, that you do have an anointing from him. And in here, in your spirit, you know all things. And at the right time, if we just have that abundance mindset, that God will reveal it to you at the right time, um, you'll see, you'll begin to see clearly what the next step is for your life. Man, that's so good. And Brad, we just want to thank you again so much for joining us today. And Guys, we're excited. Brad's going to be joining us again next month with uh, our good friend Timo. And uh, we're going to be talking about some some topics together. And so we want to encourage you to stay tuned for that as well. But just a reminder, again, if you'd like to partner with Brad and Anna uh, in Norway, you can just Google Rama Spangler Ministries. And we'll put it in the caption so that you can uh, see the spelling and everything. Um, and also follow Brad Spangler on Facebook so you can get their monthly updates as well. So Brad, thank you so much, man. We appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks, Josh. It was fun.